0: Welcome to Practice DNA, the podcast that teaches you how to set up, build and run your own practice. Sponsored by IconPractice, practice practice management software. Get anywhere access to your system while saving thousands in upfront costs. Visit IconPractice.com now. Hi. Hi. I'm your host, Matthew Holmes, and this is Episode 8 of Practice DNA, the podcast that helps you set up and run your own practice. In this episode, we're going to look at how to ensure that your patients get a consistent customer experience, while at the same time ensuring you're going to create your ideal business. And if you stick around to the end of the episode, I'll share with you the best business podcast of 2012 and 2013 combined, apart from this one, of course. Um, So let's get to it. First of all, the main reason that most people want to create their own business is that they want freedom, okay? They want freedom from a boss telling them what to do, and they want freedom to do things the way that they want to do. Some people want to create a business that gives them more freedom. So, they want to be able to do things like uh, freedom to play golf when you want. They want to be able to go on holidays when you want. And obviously to do this, your business has to be a success. And probably more importantly, it has to be able to run without you. Now, many people end up creating a business that falls apart when they're not there. They make themselves the linchpin around which everything revolves. And when they're not there to direct things, the business doesn't run. Now, people in this situation often end up working long hours, risking burnout, relationship breakups, etc., which to me is the very antithesis of freedom. So to avoid getting in this situation, you have to create structures, and that's what we're going to discuss in today's episode, how you go about creating a business that can run without you. Now, you may still decide that you want to be involved in the running of your practice on a day-to-day basis, Um, but I would suggest that you have to make that a choice, not a necessity. And if you end up creating a business which falls apart when you're not there, then it becomes a necessity. You have to be involved in your business, whereas if you create one that runs without you, you can very nicely end up in a situation where you can choose whether or not you want to be in the practice at any given time. Another perspective is that to be successful and to make enough money for you to survive and to thrive on, you have to deliver good service to your patients on a consistent basis. Now, the key words in that sentence were good service and consistent. It's not enough to deliver good service one day or poor or mediocre service the next. To create a really exceptional business and one that people really feel is worth telling their friends about, you really have to exceed expectations. You have to be remarkable. Now, being really bad can be remarkable as well, but that's obviously not conducive to being a, a a prosperous business. You need to create being exceptional or remarkable in a, a very good way. The last thing you want is to create an exception in a, in a, or be remarkable in a bad way. So just, just be aware of that. Um, once you've exceeded expectations, then you have to work hard to maintain those high level of expectations as well. Some people tell you that you have to continually exceed expectations in your patient experience. Um, I really think that's unrealistic because there's only so far you can go without killing yourself and your staff because every time you exceed the previous expectation, that new experience becomes the expectation for next time. In my opinion, setting high levels of customer service and maintaining those high levels is enough, Um, but maintaining it really is the challenge though. The way that you think about, uh, or the way that you maintain your customer experience is really through thorough standardization of your procedures. Now, this really doesn't need to be as tedious as it sounds. You may think, look, I've just escaped from my job. Why would I want to restrain myself with procedures? I want to be free as the air, whatever. So the reality is that you and your staff will develop procedures in your practice. Either you will do it, Or in the absence of guidance from you, your staff will work them out for themselves. For example, assume you're starting your practice and it's just you working there. When you take a telephone call to make a new patient consultation, you're going to do it in a certain way. You'll say certain things, you'll do it in a certain order, you'll enter certain details into your computer system. Hopefully you'll have some reasons for doing it that way. Uh, you know, it may just be the way that uh, they did it in the last clinic that you worked at, or hopefully you've put a bit more thought into it, and that's the way you you have developed it based on customer service training and experience that you've had. So therefore, you've already worked out a procedure around how you book a new patient consultation. I'm suggesting that what you need to do then is just document and formalise that procedure in a step-by-step process. Now... When you're starting out, you may think, well, what is the point? I already know how to do it. Uh, But the point is hopefully that you will grow your business to the point where you're employing staff to do the things that you are currently doing. And when you do that, you have three options. You can give them no training at all and let them work it out for themselves, in which case you're going to lose all control over how your front desk runs, you're going to lose all control over what sort of customer experience your patients have, or you can spend hours training your staff how to do it your way and hope that they remember. Or you can give them induction training and provide them with a processes manual that tells them exactly how to do their job to which they can refer to on an ongoing basis. And I would obviously suggest that doing the, the last is the best of that. So basically you, you really want to be able to give them some sort of induction training and provide that processes manual because if you don't give them that basis to work from, they are really just going to work it out for themselves. And even if you do give them induction training without any of the um, documentation, they're going to forget how to do things. And unless you're there over looking over their shoulder all the time, people aren't going to remember how to do it. They're going to make it up for themselves. And again, you're going to lose control of how your front desk uh, works. So when you're starting out, think about how you want your business to run both now and in a few years from now. What sort of experience do you want your patients to have? What's going to build loyalty and make them want to refer patients to you? I would start developing ways of doing things in your practice that will support that aim, and document them using a step-by-step written process. It's time-consuming, but if you really want to create a business that not only doesn't fall apart from the moment you walk out the door, um, but continues to provide excellent customer service to your patients in uh, in your absence, then this is a vital step. Trust me, if you think you're busy when you're starting up, it's a lot harder to implement when you're busy in your practice, managing staff, fighting metaphorical fires in your practice because you don't have any structures or systems in place. So even though we've given you two good reasons why you need systems in your practice, there is a third reason, staff happiness and satisfaction. Studies have found that, believe it or not, pay is often not one of the biggest factors that influences your staff to stay with you. One of the biggest factors is clear expectations of what is required of them and a knowledge of how to do the job. So if you hire a receptionist receptionist and you ask them to work it out for themselves and then even worse criticize them when they don't do it right you're going to create stress and anxiety in that staff member they will then not be in a positive frame of mind to welcome your patients and provide them with a remarkable happy experience so you really need to do your staff a favor create standardized procedures so that they know exactly what is required of them and how to do it You're going to benefit, they're going to be happier and your patients are going to benefit as well. And this process creation not only extends into your customer facing areas, anytime you do something in your business that you're going to have to do more than once, then you should create a procedure document for it. Things such as, you know, doing the banking, um, doing follow up phone calls to patients that have dropped out of care, all this type of thing. That's the stuff you want to be standardizing as well as your day to day front desk type of things. It's going to make your life easier and it will expand your business. So in summary, creating standardized procedures that will help create a a consistent customer experience will help create a business that can run without you if necessary. And lastly, your staff are going to be um, happier and they're likely to stay with you longer. So we've given some pretty high level advice here. So what are some action steps that you can take? Firstly, I would uh, pick five processes that you do the most in your practice, such as booking new patients, taking payments, etc., and write down a step-by-step process for those tasks. Save the documents in a common folder on your uh, front desk computer or your server or whatever so that you've got access to them. Secondly, I would do some further reading. The granddaddy of all books on procedures is one called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It was written a while ago now, but it's still an extremely relevant book. And if you only read one book, make it that one. Otherwise, there's two other books. One is called Building the Happiness-Centered Business by Paddy Lund. Uh, Paddy is an Australian dentist who transformed his practice. It can be a little bit tricky to get the book, but it is well worth the read. And we'll put a link in the show notes to his website so that you can track that book down. And lastly, there's a free book that you can get by a gentleman by the name of Sam Carpenter, and it's called Work the System. It's also available as an audio book, so you can listen to it as you're driving along in your car. It does tend to be a a little bit repetitive, I'd say, um, but there is some real gold in in its pages. Uh, So the website for that is called workthesystem.com, and again, we'll put a a link to that in our show notes. Now, let's move on to our quick tip. Now, if you like podcasts, which I assume you do if you're listening to this one, um, I would check out Seth Godin's Startup School this is an excellent podcast on creating a, a new business he goes through all the different processes that you need to be considering you know how to brainstorm your business how to make it exceptional how to develop uh, deliver great customer experiences etc so i'll pop a link to this uh, Seth Godin startup school in the show notes as well so be sure to check that out i'm sure you won't regret it so thanks again for listening. Uh, be sure to pop on over to iTunes and leave us a review or submit a comment on Facebook or our blog. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit practicedna.com and sign up to receive full transcripts of the episodes as well as other special subscriber-only resources.